Welcome to another episode of Dr. James Beckett's Sports Card Insights. I'm here with Tim Getch, the uh, founder and uh, what do you want to be the CEO, CEO. of yeah. uh, ComC, SueMC.com, formerly known as Check Out My Cards. Been around for 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a customer of the service and enjoy it. I also have other outstanding sponsors. Uh, just uh, to briefly name those, Beckett Media has been there from the beginning, and my my uh, successor entity from Beckett Publications when I had it, BGS, BAS, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike's Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, and Panini Tops and Upper Deck. I thank our sponsors. I hope you will too. And I'm sitting here today with one of our sponsors, Tim Getch, is going to give us some some of uh, his background. Personally, as well as in the company that uh, that I hope your help others are enjoying as much as I am. So, welcome, yeah. Tim. I'm glad. I'm glad I got the chance to do this. So, so yeah, when I started uh, first opening trading cards was in '86. Uh, the first time I, I saw a trading card, knew what it was. '86 uh, tops. Um, I. I got them as a reward for memorizing Bible verses. <laughs> and uh, I remember... Was that in church or by your parents? It or? was actually part of like a Wednesday night um, kids program. Moana? I don't remember what it's called, <laughs> cool. but something like that. Yeah, just uh, yeah, the neighborhood church. And cool. um, I remember finding a price guide. It was not a Beckett. I don't Ouch. even remember what Ouch. price guide it was. <laughs> but they had... Um, the Lenny Dykstra listed as a $2 card. And I was blown away. I, 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 this thing, this thing that I got for free actually was worth money. So, uh, that, that kind of got my interest a little bit. And then in 87, the Twins won the World Series and I grew up in Minnesota. So that really got my attention for, for trading cards. And, uh, then in, uh, 88, Oral Hershiser had his, uh, streak. scoreless inning streak. streak. Yeah. And I, I had to find his rookie card. And so that was the first trading card show that I went to is to go find an Oral Hershiser rookie card. Um, it's actually one funny story. My brother was really into basketball. And I remember for his birthday one year, I wanted to get him a Michael Jordan card. <laughs> and I went to the local card shop and picked up the set and it was like $5. And it had these panels, these three panels. And I asked if there was a Michael Jordan in it. And he said no. So I just put it back on the shelf. <laughs> and so I missed out on the, the bird and magic uh, rookie card. But, um, at, yeah, I, I wish I had actually found some of those <laughs> 86 yep, Fleer. Yep. Unfortunately, they weren't around at my, my local card shop. But um, that once I, I kind of saw the, the, the card shows and I saw – some even kids my age setting up at card shows, the wheels started t- turning and I wanted to figure out how to make money selling trading cards. So I would, uh, look at like the, all the different gimmicks that people were doing, dice games and, uh, gimmicks boxes. And, <laughs> but I, I would figure out, for example, with the dice game, what the odds were and, um, see where I could put better cards and I knew that there's less chance of people landing on those cards, those numbers. And, uh, that's, um, uh, statute of limitations on, on that, uh, activity. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah it, well, that's cool. Yeah. Were you always interested in the business aspects and the, and the, cause you know, we, we share, 
the uh, distinction of being involved in this hobby mm-hmm. from a, with pricing and cataloging. Yeah. We've both done that. And so did you? I came at it probably initially more from the cataloging, mm-hmm. but also the pricing. Were you mainly pricing, and then the cataloging has been... A necessary part of it. When you were, mm-hmm. when you're interested in Hershiser, did you only want his rookie card, or were you interested in all the other cards that might be out there? I ended up uh, collecting any Hershiser I could find, and fortunately, back then there weren't a Not million many, kinds no, no. To, to look for. But I would look for all the obscure food issue and and all the different. And basically, I would look at the the Oral Hershisers listed in Beckett and okay, see so if I could go find at them. At some point, you figured out there was a yes. price guide that would be reliable. Yeah, it <laughs> had a brand. Okay, no, and that was my sooner or later my yeah. only. Only subscription to any kind of a magazine as a kid was to, to Beckett. I paid out of my lawn mowing money for a subscription to Beckett. I it was not a fan of reading, but I love statistics. I would look at the box scores in the newspaper. I would get the, the uh, Beckett magazines open to the middle, go through the price guide. Occasionally, I'd look at some of the articles. Typically, it would be like the hot list, anything yes, with numbers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So did you get into programming early as well? Funny question. Uh, that's actually uh, one of the things that my dad encouraged me to do when I was growing up. We had computers around, and everybody wanted to play games, and my dad really wanted me to learn how to use the computer sure. practically. So there's a period where if I wanted to play an hour oh. of video game, I had to do these. It was like kids' programming lessons. So I, that got me interested in programming. It was, it was basic, basic at the time, yeah. And then uh, when I got a chance to take some programming classes, I fell in love with programming. And the very first program that I wrote was to help put sets together. So the way that the program worked, it really simple. Uh, you would just type in a number on the back of the card, and it would beep. Once if it's the first time it saw that card, twice if it's the second time, thir- three times if it's the third time. So I listened for the beep, and then I put it in a pile. And then once the set was completed, it would like beat multiple times. So then I knew I had a complete set. And so I could go through several boxes, and I didn't have to actually Without sorting. sort it. Yeah. You just type in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very interesting. I'm not sure that's very <laughs> practical, but, uh, yeah. you know, I did. Uh, of course, I didn't have personal computers when I was a kid, but I, you know, kind of got into the programming stuff, uh, certainly not at your level. But it, yeah. there's just certain things where if you can't, if you can program it, it will save you a lot of time mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, make make the data come alive. So, so we're both data guys, uh, and we're both card guys. What's uh, what do you, what uh, got you going to start ComC? So I had uh, left the trading card industry when I was going to college and didn't have any money. And then after working at Microsoft for a few years. I had a break between product cycles, and I decided to go see what was going on with my childhood hobby. And for a brief moment there, uh, I was crushed that all these things that I spent so much money on were, were not worth the same that they were when I was a kid, and then I realized I had money and these were cheap, so I could buy them all (laughs) and get all the stuff that I had dreamed of getting as a kid. Uh, So I quickly realized some of the changes in the industry, how almost everything had moved online, and then with eBay... This is like 11 years ago? This is like 2003. Oh. So like 16 years ago. 16 years ago. Yeah, I was... So you were percolating for a while before you started. Yeah, I started thinking about what would happen, like how ComC would work probably four or five years before actually launching it. You realize I was thinking about that at that same time, <laughs> but I was uh, on the road to becoming a lame duck as I sold the company. But uh, on the other hand, uh, it was uh, you, you did an excellent job of that. I, I, I just think it probably needed to be... Uh, 
not coming from an established mm-hmm. company that had other things to pro- yeah. other income streams yeah. to protect. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, really happy that you did that, and uh, and you've got a good team now. So yeah, you, yeah. Did that come about like like we did, where you're just hiring people right and left, and <laughs> hoping uh, you can uh, have some cohesion when you're doing something that's never been done. Yeah, there definitely has been a lot of uh, spikes where we, we needed to hire people uh, very quickly. Um, there's been times when um, we had uh, focus on just building the team and, and making sure they're trained. We're doing a lot of things that no one's done before, so it's not like we can just go hire exactly uh, right. people that are familiar with whatever system. Uh, we had to develop the, the techniques and the systems, and, and we always are changing. So even the people that are there are constantly learning new techniques. Are, are you yeah. the principal architect yeah. or the only architect of the, of the system? I, I am effectively the only architect. I have other developers that will help out, but they're not really architecting the system. They're kind of taking the instructions on what to do. Uh, that said... Many people give input into what we're we're doing. A lot Including of the, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Customers and employees will give really great ideas, and then I'll I'll take time to figure out how to fit those in to what we do. Are you? Uh, where are you on the uh, delegation curve? I think mm-hmm. I was slow to delegate, yeah. and I realize now some of the great blessings in my life, in my corporate life, mm-hmm. came. Uh, I was doing great when it was me, myself, and I, mm-hmm. but the definition of great was, was very small <laughs> when, I, when I started bringing together a really uh, wonderful team. Mm-hmm. Things really fully blossomed. Yeah. Have you found that to be true? Uh, definitely. There are many things that I'm very glad that I delegated, and the, there are some things that I, I've held on to, and the things that I've held on to are generally things that I really enjoy. And things that I'm pretty good at. So a lot of the tech has stayed on my plate, but all the day-to-day operations, um, anything that I can train somebody else to do has pretty much been handed off. And the goal has been that I could go on a vacation, I could be gone for a month, and they're going to be fine. They have everything they need. They're not relying on me for any day-to-day things. But for maybe some new initiatives, some uh, change of course or some... Uh, new functionality we want to offer, then I'm, I'm a critical part in building those new systems. Uh, I wonder if you're like this, uh, this, this would be a statement about me. Let's see if it fits you. I basically don't think I got into this business with any great marketing insights. I basically felt like if yeah. I built a really good mousetrap, yeah. Yeah. people would find a way yeah. to, to get there and use it. Mm-hmm. Are, are you more like that as well? I, I'm very much like that. In fact, that's why we named the site Check Out My Cards. I wanted to have nothing to do with sales and marketing. <laughs> my goal was instead of spending money on these things that I didn't know very well, I would put all of our energies into providing the best services possible so that our customers would tell their friends, go check out my cards. Well, and my that sentiments, was the goal. Exactly. Yeah. And basically, how you know about that is not necessarily on customer acquisition. Mm-hmm. It's customer retention. Yeah. Yeah. You know, We rarely lost... Mm-hmm. Uh, customers, unless we lost them to aging out, which really <laughs> meant turning 15 or something like that. These New York consultants, publishing consultants would come and say, oh, you, you just, you're, you're losing these subscribers. What, 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 what's the possible explanation? I said, well, they're going to high school. <laughs> yeah, You've got to send them more direct mail. Said, Believe me, they're not looking for more mail. It's not like they missed their, uh, their renewal notice. Uh, they're doing other things. But the beautiful thing, and it's, we're, we're recording this in Chicago, is that we've seen, uh, I think the, the, the hobby, the industry is trending up. Yeah. And we're seeing a lot of, uh, lapsed collectors or former kid collectors yeah. who have come back because this is a very dynamic hobby. Yes. Yeah. And we're 
basically in a situation where if they left the industry and then they came back, they're still Beckett Public, well, Beckett Media, they're still Beckett, but now there's ComC. And they have a chance to go to Beckett Marketplace and look at that. They have eBay, but ComC, they can see the exact uh, condition of the card at a price that they can actually make an offer on in many cases, Mm -hmm. and it's on eBay as well. We're out of time, Tim. We're going to have to do this again. Uh, Enjoy your service. Mm -hmm. Appreciate what you're doing to make this hobby and industry more accessible, enjoyable, and actually financially rewarding for you, for me, (laughs) and for many others. So thanks for your time, and we'll we'll do it again. I appreciate it.